0: Hi, everyone. This is Malin Bar from the movie Honeyduke, and I'm here with the Horror Squad podcast.
1: Hello, welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 254. Tonight, we're talking about 2022 Smile, Which is currently streaming on Paramount Plus in the US. I'm not sure about other spots. Same thing. Same thing, cool. Or obviously you can buy the Blu ray. I'm with your co host, Todd. We have Steve and we have Joe. Boys to men, how's it going?
2: Hello. Hi, everyone.
0: Hey, how was your Thanksgiving, guys?
1: I forgot about that. That (laughs) that happened. For us, is last minute shopping. We were gonna go to my aunt's house, but then we all got, you know, the flu and all that. It's been a rough month for sicknesses everywhere. I guess everyone's getting sick, obviously. But overall, it was pretty good. Lots of food, hung out, watched that uh, new Christmas story movie. Um, that was pretty much it. How about you, Joe?
2: Yeah, just went to my folks' house. Well, wow, we were supposed to originally go to my sister's, but she got COVID. COVID's running rampant again, apparently. Hulkamania running wild in this in this country, but so we ended up just going to my sisters. We pivoted, went over there. I mean, uh, pivoted, went over to my mother's, and yeah, we had a good time. Had the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, and uh, the jello pudding. <laughs> and uh, a Cosby. little bit. <laughs> too soon, too soon for sex dad. <laughs> oh geez I'm sorry. Okay, all right. But yeah, we had a good time. We we had a very good time and watched the Patriots game Sunday night and they lost sadly
3: because uh, I'm a Patriots
2: yeah. fan and that was about it and then bought a Roomba
3: for ooh, uh, Cyber
2: Monday <laughs> yeah so that's exciting never had a Roomba before so I'll give a full report next week on my very first Roomba experience just wait
1: till it runs and... over dog shit ooh
2: yeah ooh, that's, that's that actually ooh, I didn't even thought about that that's definitely gonna happen yeah. too because. Raven's old, and she definitely has accidents. So, uh, and then, yeah, and I'm in the search for a new laptop right now. I'm actually looking at gaming laptops because I want to get into uh, even heavier into the VR. So, I there's a lot of good deals going on right now. So, I'm gonna make a decision by the end of the night, I think, and order one. So, I'm looking at a Lenovo right now. I don't for the. I, I wish I brought this up last week because I probably could have had some of our listeners message me and tell me, uh, you know, if they're more tech savvy than me, that might have some more input, but I'm just going to have to go for it, read these Google reviews and see what happens.
1: If you want to do VR, make sure you get the right PC for VR. Cause those, uh, yeah, the Rift and all that shit are pretty extensive of what you need.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I was looking at all of the uh, actual, like all the specs and stuff you want. So I, I think I found, um, I think I found the right thing.
0: So we'll see. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, I didn't have Thanksgiving, but uh, I did have a, uh, like, Horror Squad hangout on Friday with a bunch of great people. We uh, did our movie club, and we talked about Better Watch Out, which is a Christmas horror movie that we all really liked. You know, we're all, like, in the 7 to 8 out of 10 range. It's a really good movie if you haven't seen it. It's, like it's playing everywhere. It's on two beats, on Shudder, it's on a bunch of services. So I highly recommend it. I think it's a really underrated Christmas horror movie that uh, people should check out. And something that's interesting about it is, um, and I, I've, I, that happened to me, it also happened to some of the other listeners that were on the call. It's good the first time, but it's better the second time. And I don't want to explain why, but it's one of those movies that just is better on a second viewing for a few reasons. So definitely check it out. and We had a lot of fun. Uh, We started the voting for our next month. We're going to do an underrated 2022 film for our final movie club of the year. So if you want to join in on that fun, just uh, join our Discord completely free. Just ask us for a link. Uh, One discussion we did have is one of the listeners has been listening for like a year and a half and she wasn't sure about what Discord exactly was. So a quick summary, it's basically just like a chat room with a bunch of really cool horror fans it's it's not open to the public like per se so it's really just the people who are in that discord page and it really works like a chat room you just chat there and uh it it logs so you don't have to be like always on there you know you could just kind of go at any time of the day and just you know have fun with it so it's a really cool uh app if you don't have it or you were apprehensive about it so
1: i would also Mm -hmm. describe it too as like uh more like a forum from from the past you know know. i think we we're all on forums back in the day and you have we have subjects for like you know non-horror uh food talk pet corner reading movie club horror squad shit so yeah it's you can talk whatever you want and usually people are pretty cool right so come on over
0: yeah actually right now on our discord uh as we're recording this they're having a big debate over smile and it follows so uh, something i'm sure we're going to get into at some point during the episode. Uh, You guys are ready to get some questions. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, it. All right, so you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast, or, of course, on the Discord, which I just mentioned. The first series of questions are from our boy Chuck, and they are audio questions. It's been a little while since uh, we've heard his sultry voice. So, Chuck, what is your first question?
3: Hey, Horror Squad. Chuck here with a few questions. First question is, in Smile... It has a really late title screen, uh, 13 minutes in. In my opinion, that's, that's a little late. Um, but it's following a trend of, of movies like Empty Man, Fresh, Mandy, where they're putting the title screen later into the movie. Is that something you enjoy, or do you like to get it over at the beginning or even later? What are your thoughts on a late title screen?
2: Do I like it? Sure. Does it matter, though? No, not really.
1: <laughs> I agree hundred percent. And that's usually like a TV thing too, where they do a long extended cold open or something and they got their their title. But my daughter's like, Oh shit, that was that was the first
0: only the first scene. I'm like, Yeah,
1: took forever. Yeah, it doesn't really affect it though.
0: Uh yes, I'd say yes and no. I, I think it can affect it because when I watched a movie, I think it was called Bloody Oranges or something along those lines. The title screen doesn't come in until midway the, through the film. But I also knew or had a, a gut feeling anyway, that once the credit rolled, it was like, okay, you know, it's been safe here, but shit, th- shit's gonna about to get real as of now. And sure enough, it's almost like a warning, like, okay, we got you comfortable now, you're in your seat, you're having fun, let's fuck shit up. <laughs> and so I like if people use it in a way that kind of signals something. I think Fresh was kind of the same way, right? Where it was all kind of almost romantic comedy. And then once the Fresh... Uh, logo comes up things get darker and so if you use it in a way that's clever i think it's great otherwise it doesn't really matter
2: yeah barbarian did it too i believe not as late but i think it took about five or ten minutes before we saw the screen for that too here's my uh can you guys think of a movie that never that didn't have a title screen i mean i know it definitely probably has happened but i nothing is coming to my mind right now whether it be horror or non-horror
1: oh, my head no I'm thinking psycho, but cause I'm thinking, cause that's kind of like a movie doesn't start till the movie starts. You know what I mean? With the, the shocking death at the beginning or near the beginning, but I don't think that's correct.
2: Mm-hmm. But um, I, hmm. I guess this adds to my other question of, you know, are title screens even necessary because we were watching the movie. We know what we're wa- about to watch. So like, is it necessary? Does it add anything to the movie? I mean, I personally like seeing the movie title pop up. Like, I feel like I'm not officially watching the movie until a movie title pops up. But uh, I don't know. I find it kind of interesting.
1: I like I like subtle stuff. I like little dialogue in, like, the bottom right corner of the screen, you know? Nothing. I mean, it works sometimes. I think, um, which one had it where? Oh, no, that was at the end of the movie, right? Insidious just blasts you with that shit. Or was that at the beginning?
0: It's a, it's the beginning. Idea. Yeah. Both, yeah. I
2: think, maybe. Okay. Yeah.
1: See, that's an example of like a really cool title where it just comes out and like fucking floors you. But usually I just like a little subtle, little subtle action going on, especially like when they have a what did we watch? What did we watch recently where it was? Oh, Maniac Cop, where it went on for fucking nine minutes of him, like freeze framing with like character names and putting a glove on. That shit's like, come on. I'll fast forward the fucking uh, opening credits of movies if it's like that.
0: Yeah, so some opening credits are great. I, I did a full class in uh, college about just opening credits of TV shows and movies, and it was super fascinating. When you really like break down the movie credits, I think they're great. But if we're talking just the title, is it necessary? No, I don't think it's necessary. Like you said, you should be knowing what movie you're going into, so uh, there's no need for it. But like Todd said, uh, it could be used in a really clever way, you know? Just like Insidious, where it just like pops up on the screen with that loud kind of scary... Uh, noise and stuff like that so no it's not necessary but yes I think it could add to the film as well
1: what about people that say the title in the movie like what, some kind of Suicide Squad fucking Will Smith Suicide Squad 1
0: it, it depends how they do it you know like some of them are just so bad because it's like they shoehorn it in but sometimes they make it like clever you know uh, so,
1: what is uh. he some kind of barbarian
0: yeah they they did that for the um series finale of the walking dead they i thought they
1: did i thought did, he said it. rick said that a, in like season the second two time, it's
0: the second time they say it yeah rick said it in uh, one of the seasons and then mm-hmm. daryl says it in the finale so did, let me let me do what daryl probably said i was a walking dead <laughs> yeah he actually repeated <laughs> rick's, rick, rick's line like in his honor so nice yeah so Steve, are you
2: going to give like your in-depth thoughts of the finale during what uh, watched? Or I,
0: I, I could. I, I have two others, but I'll, I could go into it. I just won't go into spoilers because TV shows, you know, it's not like movies where a lot of people see them quick, you know, it might be a while, but I'll always I'll, I'll give my overall thoughts about what I felt about this series finale. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Awesome. I quickly looked up movies that did not have a title card. And uh, interestingly enough, the only I guess horror adjacent one that popped up is Ghostbusters 2. Apparently, didn't have a title card. Oh
0: wait, really? I th- uh, yeah, I think that I, I, I think the, I think the, the logo Ghost pops up.
2: up. I think yeah. the logo pops up with the two, but technically, it never says Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> also, we have
0: what am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> Ghost- uh, yeah, I, I, that
2: one. I feel like that one's kind of cheating. Um, also, two thousand and one, A Space Odyssey. Batman Begins, which I find interesting. Um, Apocalypse Now, Inception, Vanilla Sky, and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl.
1: Hmm, They all had like a trend until Pirates of the Caribbean because the other ones are like, (laughs) you know, fucking mind trips, 2001, Inception,
0: things like that. But yeah, Black Pearl and whatever. (laughs) All right, Chuck, what is your second question?
3: Second question. The biggest thing for me about this movie was the viral campaign that led up to it. Last movie that I can think of that had an amazing viral campaign as such was Freddy vs. Jason when they did the whole weigh-in and, you know, who do you got kind of thing. Can you think of any other movies that have had an impactful uh, advertisement that made you go, oh my gosh, I've got to go watch this movie?
2: Mm. Yeah, Friber's Jason's a great one. And Smiled, absolutely amazing. What, what did they do for Fri- Friber's Jason? I don't remember. They, did, like, <laughs> they had and stuff. Yeah, oh, they had uh, stuff. Okay. La, uh, the Las Jesus Vegas yes, weigh <laughs> It's amazing, which you can watch on YouTube. It's still on there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is the one that definitely sticks out. I There was actually a big thing here in Boston when the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie came out. As a marketing scheme, they put up these, I don't know the character because I never really watched that movie, uh, the show or the movie, but they had like this weird robot looking dude or something. And they put them all over the city without telling anyone and people thought they were bombs and they had to shut, they like shut the whole city down and it was like a huge thing. Uh, You know, this happened, whatever this was, maybe eight or 10 years ago, this happened, but that is one that definitely sticks with me.
0: I think the goat would have to be Blair Witch Project, right? Mm. Uh, You're talking a no-budget film that really took, you know, the world by storm by just pretending that it was real. So I think that's uh, definitely one. And we have to give a shout-out also, you know, whether you like it or not. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust kind of did the same thing way before. Uh, Doesn't get the credit for it, but they definitely did the same thing. They even hid the actors so that people would think they're dead. You know, it's like really going above and beyond. So that's... That might be the first example I can think of of a viral campaign. Yeah.
3: All right. Chuck,
0: what is your final question?
3: One more thing that this movie had going for it, in my opinion, was a pretty fantastic score. Um, it had an eerie feel to it the entire time. Even when I was leaving the theater as the last one in the theater, um, I looked over my shoulder and looked back at the screen like, wow, that's that's eerie during the end credits. Um, What are your favorite scores of all time? Uh, And have you seen any movies lately that have had an impactful score such as Smile? Thanks, guys. Look forward to the episode. Have a good one.
2: Hmm. Great question. Yeah, I mean, a score definitely can make or break a movie. Absolutely. I talked about it last week with Retaliators (laughs) For for the wrong reasons. Most recently, The Witch definitely sticks out. I mean, I think it was basically its own character in that movie. Uh, Mark Corbin in general, I mean, between The Witch and The Lighthouse and also uh, The Northmen, just fantastic scores all around right there. Also, uh, Midsummer, fantastic score. Uh, yeah, basically A24 for me. <laughs>
1: all the all the classics for you. You know, The Conjurings and The Insidiouses do a great job, man, especially utilizing some of those older, creepy-ass fucking songs that are already creepy as they are, but when you add them in context of, like, ghosts and stuff, really hits the spot
0: One one that really like marks me and just hearing two notes of it would immediately remind me of that movie and i think that's key for some scores you know if you know it immediately it's pretty good that's uh the it remakes so it chapter one and two mm. that oh. that that noise wah, 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 wah. <laughs> right uh that noise it makes when pennywise appears is so iconic you know i think a lot of people would recognize it so that's the it kind of shows just how good that score was um Other than that, though, I mean, there's good ones, but I I think Jordan Peele's films have good scores. Mm. You know, Nope had a really good score and Get Out and Us and stuff like that. So there's some good ones for sure. But it could Mm -hmm. also, like you said, uh, Joe, it could definitely break a film too. Like, I I don't Mm -hmm. remember an example off the top of my head. I've, I've talked about it in the past where a score was bad and I think it ruined the movie. So it's just the way it is. All right. So thank you, Chuck, for the questions. We really appreciate them. And the next question are from Mondo. So he, th- he says, who wins in a fight between Mama from Barbarian and the tall-ass woman creature entity in this film? Pretty similar, honestly.
2: But, I, I mean, I think I'd have to give it to this one, for sure, for obvious reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But, you know, she kind of has the supernatural thing going for her, so I think she takes it.
1: I 100% agree. Yeah, you got a supernatural wins over flesh and blood. Maybe Justin Long, though, if they're fighting over Justin Long. Who knows? We'll see.
0: Exactly. Uh, I I agree. You know, you can't defeat Supernatural. It's just the the way it is, so absolutely. And his next question, which design did you like the best out of the two?
2: Uh, Can we also throw in the old lady from It? Because I feel like after when I watched this, I was like, that looks like just like the old lady from It. I feel like they kind of ripped (laughs) it off a little bit. But I'm going to go Barbarian just because I feel like it was just, you know, practical so
1: yeah uh you know different different reasons you know like smile was more creepy in the dark kind of stuff and then barbarian was literally runs out of the dark with a titty swing bashing scars guard's head in. so i think barbarians caught me off guard more so i'll go with barbarian on this one but i think they're both excellent
0: I'm gonna agree with Barbarian because it freaked me out more. Like she was creepy, whereas this one I thought it looked a little goofy, which we'll go into my review a little bit later. So I think in this case, uh, Barbarian would win. And his final question is a fuck Mary kill. Uh, the mama from Barbarian. Apparently, he's obsessed with the, with her. He's really stuck on one thing. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the entity thing from uh, this movie, yeah. and and Chuck. His three loves right there. So So random. Uh, Well, I'm going to marry Chuck,
2: obviously, because, you know, he's a little teddy bear. So he keep me warm at night, snuggling. And then I guess I am going to fuck the barbarian woman, because, I mean, I feel like she, you know... She just wants some, you know, tenderness, you know? So I I feel like she'd be a better lover. And then I'm going to kill the monstrosity and smile. Ah.
1: It's a tough one because it's weird. Mondo's weird. Let's see. I'm going to go exactly what Joe said. But for Chuck, marrying him because one, handsome devil. Two, mama's cooking. I'm seeing way too much of it. I need it for myself. I'm coming over.
0: I'm actually going to be different from you guys. So I'm definitely marrying Chuck. I mean, that's the easiest choice however, he's like a delight but i think i would fuck the entity from this thing because at least from the belly button down it's pretty normal right so if you can i don't know, man <laughs> no nah, it's well if you it's just like a long legs with panties you know there's no oh, like, creepiness to it whereas uh, mama is full Grows from head to toe. She's ready to go, though, bro. Like right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of squirt
1: course. some milk down there. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah. So that's my choice. So I'm going to be just a little bit different than you guys. Uh, the next series of questions are from uh, Cody Odd Job versus 007. Do you three think that you would have been able to escape the entity from this movie? No.
2: <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think it's possible. Well, we'll get into it, but yeah.
1: We'll get yeah. Out. We'll get into it later because I think the person that now has the curse has the best opportunity to escape it based on the profession. But uh, yeah, you either kill somebody or kill yourself from somebody. Like, nah, that's pretty hard. I think, well, we'll get into It Follows too later. So I guess we'll just wait.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I I don't think it's possible, at least that we know of right now. So uh, probably not. And his next, second question, since everybody compares the two, which would you rather face this entity or the one from it follows it follows because you shoot that fucking in the head right and he's dead if i remember correctly man
2: i gotta rewatch that movie i don't remember a lot i only saw it once and i was drunk so i really <laughs> gonna revisit it um yeah. so i don't know i mean i just remember like it follows like i don't know at least in, oh man it, it is tough because with it follows yeah you can get the fuck away from it and be like super far but you know it's always gonna come back even if it's like a year late or something so it's always like there whereas this one it's like okay well it's gonna like be around me for like five or six days and then i'm gonna die um i don't know i guess it follows because i'd be able to live longer at least
0: all right and yeah for me it's an easy choice at least it follows you got laid so this one yeah it just too. gets passed on yeah. by tragedy so <laughs> fuck that noise you know at least uh true you go out somewhat happy at you know and it follows but yeah we'll talk about more when we discuss this film about the the world and the rules and all that stuff so it'll be an interesting conversation and our final question is from jackie smile was the highest grossing horror movie of the year and uh, they did an amazing job with the marketing campaign but marketing aside what do you think made this movie so successful how much did it make like million? 200 something 100
2: over 200 million it was insane nice. uh You know, wait about 45 minutes to an hour, and you'll
0: hear our answer.
3: Oh,
0: I like that. I'll tease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you, everyone, for the questions. We could not do this segment without you. We really appreciate it. And now it's time for a coffee break with Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee.
2: Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating; It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie-approved. It's good to
0: get a little Deadly.
2: Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting.
0: All right, well, watch. Well, watch. Get them out. All right, I'll go first, because I have three. So I'm going to talk about The Walking Dead really quickly. So The Walking Dead finished its uh, 11-season run, which took 12 years to finish because of COVID. And uh, as I think a lot of people know, this isn't really the end of The Walking Dead. This is just the end of its main uh, storyline, because there's still fear of The Walking Dead. There's going to be three spinoffs. So we kind of knew going in that this wasn't really the end. But it is a final, kind of momentous moment, because... I know a lot of people shit on The Walking Dead. It's almost like a pastime for horror fans, as they do for anything that's popular. But it still brought so many eyes to horror that, I mean, people should kind of praise it because of how many people from non-horror fans probably got into horror because of this show. So I think there's a lot to love about it. And personally, the show is great. It has some up and down seasons, but near the end, I think it got a lot stronger And as far as the finale itself, like I said, I won't spoil anything because it's still too recent, but I think it did a good job. So we know that there are spinoffs, so there's some characters that we knew going in that would not die, which is a mistake I think that they made on their part. They shouldn't have announced the spinoffs beforehand. They should announce the spinoffs at the end of this show, just so that it wouldn't rob you of certain moments where there's one character in particular, which is my personal favorite. It looked like that character was about to die but I knew that character had a spinoff, so there was no way that character was going to die, so it kind of killed the, the moment for me. But uh, it had a somewhat happy ending, but also some big character deaths, and it was good. I, I really liked it. You know, it did enough to close the storylines that were on the main show, but also open up storylines for the future spinoffs, and it's one of the better series finales that I've seen uh, in a while. You know, like a lot of the series finales that I watch are... Usually pretty fucking terrible. You know, I wasn't a big fan of the Game of Thrones one. Wasn't a big fan of the Dexter ones. Both of them. One of them was horrible. The other one was just like, okay, at best. It's hard to finish the show. And this one, I think, did as good of a job as it could. So uh, a lot of nods to the series. A lot of little moments that were paid off that had been a long, long time coming. Like some of them way back to season two or three. So it's, yeah, I, I think it was a good show. And if people got off the train at some point, I think it's worthy of uh, rewatching. And it's super interesting because a lot of people left because of Negan and Negan became by far the most interesting character on that show. Just an amazing character, great actor. So I think it's worth watching and I think it's a worthy finale, not like amazing finale, but worthy
2: finale. All right. All right. So for my what watched my first one, I watched season two of Chucky. Which, of course, go back and listen to our Season 1 recap, which we did about a year ago. I had high hopes for Season 2 because I thought Season 1 was pretty dang strong. And I gotta say, this season started off not good. Like, at all. Like, I was ready, to, honestly, to jump ship. But the last few episodes really came back on pretty strong. And it definitely hooked me back in for Season 3. Especially the finale, which was a Christmas special episode um, and they did some absolutely amazing stuff Um, and some top-notch gore and kills in the last few episodes they even did an exorcist related episode with chucky which was fucking hilarious and also amazing uh you know i mean the show's goofy as fuck you know what they're doing at this point and you know if you're into that you know i think you'll really enjoy it but if you're not then you know, you probably would have jumped ship as well. But yeah, overall, I mean, you know, they introduced Glenn and Glenda this season, which I wasn't feeling really that much. And I think that kind of hurt it, but they did get better towards the end. So yeah, overall, I mean, I think it was weaker than season one for sure. And I would leave it at about a six and a half for the season in general. So we'll see what happens in season three.
1: All right, my first one is 1982's Alone in the Dark, which is currently on Shutter. Stars uh, Donald Pleasance, and he is a mental health doctor. And they hold uh, like convicted murderers and shit in the lowest security prison of all time, which is so stupid. And then they he gets a partner, a new doctor comes in, replaces an old guy that the patients really loved. And the patients, being you know mentally disturbed, thinks that the new doctor killed the old doctor. So now they want to escape this low-tech prison to go kill him and his family um cool premise but not a really good execution i hated the main doctor character because how stupid he is man like one of the uh patients is a convicted child rapist and a murderer and that character goes to the house and hangs out with the doctor's daughter who's like 10 and then you know nothing happens thankfully in the movie but then when the doctor finds out he's like oh well he didn't do anything wrong he didn't touch her i'm like what like this what are you talking about man like he he doesn't take anything seriously where these guys are like killing the mailman hunting his family down and he's like got this attitude where he just lets random people into his life like his uh his sister or something brings home a boyfriend that she's met like for an hour and he's like yeah you can stay with us yeah these convicted murderers are outside but you can come in and hang out with us like oh the twist isn't going to be this guy's one of the escaped convicts it's like telegraph from a mile away uh donald pleasance is a treat he's always good in everything especially seeing him outside of halloween Fade to Black is a good one that I recommend with him for, for uh, being really fucking weird. But overall, Alone in the Dark, it's a solid two and a half out of five. Not mad I watched it, but just completely unrealistic in the character's like decision making. So that's Alone in the Dark over on Shudder.
0: Cool. Uh, all right. So my first movie of the day is a 2022 film that I watched over on Shudder, and it's called Blood Relatives. So this is a story of a vampire who's just kind of on the road doing his own thing, And all of a sudden, a teenage girl goes up to him and says, hey, remember, uh, you know, this woman that you uh, fucked 18 years ago? Well, guess what? That's my uh, mom. And I'm your daughter. And I'm also a vampire. So the story really picks up as this newly formed father and daughter go on the road as he starts teaching her uh, what being a vampire is all about, because she's only like starting to get her vampire fangs and like the hunger and she could still go out in the sun but not as much and so she's just really starting out to be a vampire and he teaches her the ropes and it just follows them on this road trip as they go from place to place trying to find their place in the world and that's about it and that's actually the biggest issue with this movie is that there's really no story it's just about this father daughter who go on a road trip and they learn stuff from each other but there isn't like a bad guy there isn't really much to the story they're not going anywhere there's no point to it all. it's just them kind of being with each other now it's a pretty good duo like their dialogue is witty uh the characters are really good the uh, you know the acting's really good and all that stuff so that's not really the issue. It's just because nothing really happens. I'm kind of like, okay, but so what was the point of all this? you know it's just not really much to it and something else that bothered me and I actually it bothered me so much so the main vampire is Jewish. And I love that. I love representation. And I don't think I've ever seen a Jewish vampire before. So I was really curious, like, are there different rules for a Jewish vampire? Like, will a crucifix affect a Jewish vampire? Do they eat people? Because, like, part of their reason why they don't eat, I think it's pork, is, you know, certain reasons. So does that translate to humans? I have a lot of questions about a Jewish vampire. But really, all they did with this is every 10 minutes, he would say a couple Yiddish words. And so out of place, it was almost like they shoehorned it in. Just like he'd stop a conversation and be like, wow, he's a schlemiel. And then almost like not look at the camera, but like like pause for you to know that he said something Yiddish. You know, it's uh, it's really weird. It's a really weird thing that they did. And I really wish that we got like a Jewish vampire and that we explored that instead of what we got in this film. But that's just a weird kind of sidetrack uh, thing with this movie. It's a decent flick, but I think it's mostly forgettable. So that's uh, Blood Relatives over on Shudder.
1: It could have been really interesting if they, someone tried to use a crucifix on him, and he's like, "I don't believe in that."
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Star I know. There's yeah. So many when they because first scene they talk about him being a Jewish vampire. I'm like, okay, there's a lot of potential here. They, they could go a lot of cool places here, and absolutely not. It's just a few Yiddish words that you'll maybe learn throughout the course of this movie.
2: Interesting. All right, my last one tonight is a intro to horror movie called wendell and wild uh this one is a jordan peele produced movie um it is a along the lines of a Coraline type animation stuff and this one is about a young teen girl who is driving with her parents one day and a terrible accident happens essentially where the parents end up dying she survives and basically she kind of leads a life of you know rebellious Destructive behavior, and she is sent to this, you know, school to help. Um, kind of, she ends up going to juvie, and they end up when she gets out, they send her to this school to kind of re- rehabilitate her. While at this school, she comes across this sort of thing that unleashes, that basically opens up the underworld, and she meets Wendell and wild who are these two demons played by Key and Peel, who say, essentially, you know, we can bring your parents back, but you know, in exchange, we want your soul and she agrees to it. And from there, just mayhem, absolute mayhem ensues. There's a lot more involved with zombies and crazy, wild, dirty politicians killing people. and It's pretty, it's pretty crazy for a kid, but it's definitely a kid's movie at the end of the day. Overall, I had a lot of fun with this one. It's certainly not perfect, but I think it's a great, fun like halloween type watch halloween season type watch to watch um with your kids the visuals are excellent the movie is definitely way too long though um you know at almost two hours it just it just stuffed way too much in there that i think they could have you know maybe brought this down to about an hour 15 an hour 20 and i think it would have been a lot better but uh as it stands Pretty solid. I ended up giving it a three and a half out of five over on my Letterboxed, And uh, yeah, I think overall a really fun watch.
1: Ready? Uh, Last but not least, I did watch Halloween... Uh, one and two of the originals in Leprechaun, but I mean, that's been talked about so often. Uh, three solid movies, so I'll skip to Don't Worry Darling, which is definitely horror. Jason, I know Joe talked about it. Yeah, long story short, it's, uh, you know, the perfect household. The young, hot couples all around the neighborhood. The girls are obedient and cook and clean all day and don't, like, ask their men any questions, stuff like that. The guys go off to work, are very secretive, little kind of culty kind of shit going on. And then it starts to unravel. And uh, Florence Pugh? I always mispronounce my last name. She's like the 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 good old housewife that starts questioning like the status quo. Like, why are we fucking so obedient? Why don't we get to know what's going on with the guy's work? Things like that. And then the story unravels where she's questioning every single thing. People start going missing. If you talk back, you go to the doctor, quote unquote, and get fixed. Stuff like that. And I'll leave it at that because I know it's a fresh movie and people still want to watch it. For me, I was intrigued until it got to the ending. And I didn't dislike the reason for everything going on. I just felt that this movie would have been better in the hands of a more experienced filmmaker because some of the stuff was like ripe for like tension building and things like that. But I thought some of the shots were a little bit amateurish. And then things just didn't make sense. Like there's a scene where there's a car chase. And just before that, we learned this vital information about characters and what happens to them if they certain things happen in certain situations. Sorry if that's confusing, but you have to watch the movie to find out. And then these people just crash into each other out of fucking nowhere. Like you're in the middle of a desert and you crash cars into each other. You're stupid. And then how do you escape this area? A lot of questions for that. How do you maintain this whole reality without a bunch of stuff breaking? It's a little bit impossible. So it's kind of took me out of the story. But uh, Florence Pugh is a fantastic actress and uh, she carried the movie 100%. And if you're looking for a strong performance from a strong female character, you got one in that one. So that's Don't, don't Worry Darling, currently streaming, but I don't know where.
0: I think it's on Prime here in Canada. So is it? It might be for you guys too. So my last one this week is a, another 2022 film that I watched over on Shutter, And this movie is from Kazakhstan. So if you're looking for your letterbox to, you know, country to knock off, this is a good one. And it's called Sweetie, You Won't Believe It. So this uh, story follows two groups of people. The first group are kind of criminals. They're like traffickers. They're uh, murderers and stuff like that. And they're kind of working on something. And then you have another group, which is three kind of loser guys who are going on a fishing trip. And, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of stuff happens. And all of a sudden, the uh, group of bad guys murder someone just as the fishermen are passing by, like, on a float of inflatable, like, uh, sex dolls. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, oh, shit. And they kind of look at each other and the bad guys want them, you know, to come over because obviously they saw the crime happen and they start to run away. So it becomes a cat and mouse game of the bad guys chasing the group of losers who are fishermen. But then all of a sudden, this like really badass, crazy guy uh, kills one of the bad guys in a really violent way. But they don't see it happen because he was kind of away from the group. So they think the group of fishermen are like these killers. So then they start taking it really seriously. It's not just we need to catch him and tell him off. It's we need to catch him and kill him. And the whole story revolves about these two groups kind of going after each other while this other guy is just fucking crazy and all sorts of gore and shit like that. So it's a really good film. I, I really enjoyed this one. It's a simple story. There's not too much to it. But the, why, the witty dialogue is great. Uh, the kills are actually really fun. There's some good gore. But more than anything, and something that's rare when I watch a uh, horror comedy, I actually laughed out loud like two or three times. There are some moments that really made me laugh, and I, I enjoyed it. There- there's some weird shit in this movie, too, which I don't want to spoil because I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Uh, because these other characters come into play that are super just almost like Greasy Strangler weird. It, it gets a- at a certain point. So I-, I would recommend this one. Like, I don't think it's something I'd necessarily re- rewatch again or anything, but If you're looking for a cool Kazakhstan film from 2022 uh, this one I would, I would recommend. So it's sweetie. You won't believe it over on shutter. Cool. All right. Pulling out those trivias.
1: All right. So let me pull out the scores here. Um, So far for the quarter myself leading with nine Joe seven, Steve four overall for the year, 62 for myself, 55 for Joe, 46 for Steve coming down to the wire, man someone's gonna yeah. make moves
0: I already have a funeral uh, set for my beard so, <laughs> uh, so, so I'll go dig, first you can dig deep yeah, I'm gonna have to dig fucking deep to get in like four <laughs> weeks uh, hopefully I could at least dig deep enough for the quarter but I think the year is pretty much done for me uh, alright you guys ready yes who did Stephen King play in Thinner oh he was the um, pharmacist correct
2: Thank you thank you okay match the country of origin to the movie okay let the right one in uh sweden, sweden. correct i think todd got it first
1: yep, yeah it's close though good movie dude isn't there a tv show
2: yeah Did well, it, it,
0: it start yet i know it's I'm coming sure. here it,
2: okay it started it's on showtime uh-huh. i believe hmm.
0: i have not watched it no, it's yeah. so much right now it's just like
2: <laughs>
1: it's so much it's yeah
0: it's, it's like yeah <laughs> you, you can't watch much. it all anymore yeah all
1: right in a nightmare in elm street part two freddie's revenge everyone's favorite which i actually do like how many years have passed since freddie was defeated by nancy in the first film
2: Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question i'll go eight years
1: eight years is on the board that is incorrect one year one year's on the board. Incorrect. I would have given it to someone if they're within one, but both of you guys missed it, and that's five years. Okay, oh, Five cry. years. Thank you, Kayla, with your brain teasers.
2: <laughs> got <laughs> any more brain busters? She's
0: got fucking pages of them.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank God. Uh, uh, what event occurred in New York City that caused Seymour to find Audrey 2?
1: Oh, man. Um. There was. uh Was there a meteor meteor strike? No.
2: Fuck. That's what I was gonna say, too, Todd. Interesting. It's been Uh, a minute since I've seen that. Was there an earthquake? Wrong. Hmm. There's one. One last
1: guess. Uh, yes. Uh, was there a volcano volcanic event? (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Damn it! We're going through all the natural disasters.
0: (laughs) How many left? Uh, A.
1: Flower sale or
0: something stupid, probably. Yeah, I have no idea. So the answer was an eclipse. Oh, shoot. Mm. Okay. Don't remember that at all. Solar or lunar? Just a total eclipse. I think it's uh, a total eclipse of my heart.
2: Yeah. Total eclipse of the fart, Michael Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. Back to me. Yes. All right. Okay, what is the name of the cult in Hereditary?
0: Naked oh, well. old people. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hanging Don cult. <laughs> I don't. The Illuminati, I have no idea. Um, It's probably like Azul <laughs> or something. I only watched it once in uh, in theaters. so. I've seen that one two times, I think. I don't know what the cult name is. Yeah.
2: Hail Payman.
1: Hell, payman. Oh, King Payman.
2: I, I know, right? King, King Pay, Payman's cult.
1: Ah, I like, I prefer naked old people.
2: <laughs>
1: Hanging dong. <laughs> All right. We got to be rapid with this one. This is an easy one. In which Oof. Friday the 13th film does Jason Voorhees kill a character by punching their head off? Eight. Hey, Manhattan. You got it.
2: <laughs> correct. That is correct. I love that
1: scene. That guy almost takes them, man. He gives, gives him oh, a couple. Yeah. I a love it. give the old I, calls a try the highlight of that movie oh, yeah, that movie fucking sucks ass yeah but that that, that hate it.
0: Was, was cool yeah um because he's actually in manhattan for fucking five for minutes. seven minutes <laughs> yeah uh, i right. like when the kinks of punks radio though that's funny. yeah yeah yes yeah, <laughs> that's funny after johnny and sarah's date in the dead zone what does johnny spend the next four years doing masturbating correct Ooh. <laughs> Just beating it furiously.
2: <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't I, I don't think I've ever seen the Dead Zone. So, really? um Dead Zone has can help one you with, dude, this one.
1: Right? with the guy. Get <laughs> one? That correct. Yes, That's dude. correct. That's uh, correct. Guy...
2: <laughs> that guy
0: with the hair.
1: You know that one dude, the white guy.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Isn't it? What's his face from Hollywood yeah. Kills?
0: From Hollywood Kills.
1: Who am I thinking of? Or is no,
0: it the dead zone? Is um oh my god! You your yeah, daddy exactly stuck to see him, yeah, yeah. okay it.
1: Christopher Walken Walken yeah okay who am I thinking of though that from the Halloween Kills guy that everyone hates because he fucking ruins the party? I don't know fucking
0: forget it let's okay. move on. Wait, not... So anyway the, the the answer to the question was he was in a coma.
2: Uh, no. oh, that's <laughs> we should
0: have got that if we fucking
1: watched I, I don't think I've seen it either. He
2: gets he gets in a car wreck right and then he can see dead people yeah.
0: I think
1: so. Okay. Maybe yeah. Okay, which is to. the one where he can he sees like the end of the world and like the president if he gets elected
0: will nuke everything? Which one's that? Is that like Prophecy or that prophecy? Is that prophecy, prophecy? Yeah, or prophecy something? Pro- yeah. Okay, I'm confused. Something with prophecy in the title. I forget. I, there's Prophecy, The prophecy, and then there's something prophecy. It's Timmy one of the prophecies. Right? <laughs> yeah. Prophecy, prophecy. <laughs> right. All right.
1: My turn.
2: Joe. Oh, Joseph. My turn. Okay, two parter. Well, bonus, bonus. Okay, okay so you can two get two points. You can get you can get two points here. Oh, Jaws won how many Oscars? And bonus point if you can name the three Oscars that they won. Three, well, three. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. oh shit! I just fucked up the oh, question. Have... <laughs> All right, well, never mind. Oh, Let's redo this. That's hilarious. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> bonus point. <laughs> okay, sorry.
1: That's too good. Oh god. <laughs> Classic Joe. <laughs> yeah. Well, give him the point. Who cares? You, and then no, I, the I, name. I'm, oh, I'm not going to
0: win anyways. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, oh, just, just, can I just. I'm giving the him the
1: point and then Steve, and then Joe can ask another question. Can,
0: can I guess the three just since. Guess. To okay. Get that at him? okay. All right, here we go. All right. So score.
1: For sure. Oh,
2: hold on. Now I got to find the question again.
1: <laughs> score. Pro- yeah,
0: definitely score. score Adapted screenplay.
1: Oh.
2: Wait,
1: yeah, um, okay. Probably just Google it faster
0: than Joe can find it. Right.
2: Okay, go ahead. Score yes. yes. Score
0: adaptive screenplay? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, all right. Sound mixing. Damage it, let I me mean, guess. Of a <laughs> yeah, no, <that's> it.
1: <laughs> all right, ask your second real question, but Steve still gets the point
2: for getting three before I did. All right. <laughs> well now I lost my other question. Okay. What is Andy's last name in Charlie? Correct the
1: that's one a, name that yeah,
0: we can get yeah okay
1: this is i'm this is geared towards steve and it's wordy so let me take my time here because i'm a child egon discovers information about ivo shandor and the cult of gozer worshipers mm-hmm. in which book uh
0: it's oh my god i have the book too it's <laughs> Tobin's tobin spirit guide you got it yeah <laughs> nice it's yeah. a deep one right there dang i actually uh, i got the book in horror block
1: is it an actual
0: thing or is it just the cover no it's the whole thing that's cool it's just like monsters that they you know ah. totally made up i'm sure there's just, yeah still pretty cool yeah and that's it that's all we're done that's it oh. big night
1: for steve three myself two joe one with uh for the quarters me 11 8 to 7 let me add up the scores, two, one, three. which overall, uh, myself and Lee still 64, Joe 56, Steve with the power comeback, 49, I believe in Steve, I'm going to go on limb and say that, but now we need to talk about Smile, directed by Parker Finn, 2022, once you see it, it's too late, after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter, which I thought she kept saying her last name was Connor the whole time, which reminded me of Terminator. I'm going to stop thinking about it. Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain as an overwhelming terror begins to take over her life. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. So this movie starts off with a older mom type age figure, obviously going through a you know suicide attempt or something where she's passing away in front of a young daughter transitions to our lead character rose who is clearly that young character that we saw earlier witnessing her mother passing away or struggling to to live i should say um she is an accomplished psychiatrist and she's working at a hospital she's working fucking 26 hour shifts things like that and uh she meets with this um character that comes in and immediately starts um, having delusions, paranoia, things like that, that she's, she's an entity that's out to get her. It looks like people. It wears their faces. It smiles at me, things like that. And it told her that she was going to die. So, of course, Rose is like, oh, you know, you're suffering from delusions, blah, blah, blah. Until the character um, slowly slices her own throat right in front of her and kills herself in the doctor's exam room, which kicks this movie off in the motion we are introduced to a detective character that obviously had a relationship with rose in the past they kind of have like a little given uh back and forth going on right there and he's interviewing about what happened so they can tell the loved ones what went on with the character that killed herself uh we meet a train from the boys who is the dr rose's boyfriend and we learn about that uh, relationship where he's like you're having a stressful day blah 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 and as the story continues she starts seeing visions and hearing things and he totally checks out for the relationship and takes off her relationships with her family start to suffer because she's seeing stuff that's not there she's ruining like kids birthday parties which we'll get into a little bit later and i'll leave it at that uh, we follow the character as she tries to uncover is there actually a sinister creature that takes over your body and makes you kill yourself in front of people or is it just illusions because she did have that she did witness that traumatic event when she was a kid was seeing this new Trimetic event, was that bringing up the old past, and now she's kind of losing her handle on reality. So we follow her character as it does that. Overall, for me, uh, I think it was a bit too long, but overall, I really enjoyed it, and I'll pass it to one of you.
2: Yeah, um, so based on the trailer, I went in with fairly low expectations just because it the trailer didn't really grab me, and it just seemed like one of those, you know, basic jump scare movies that they throw out there you know usually get about two or three of them every year like it really feels like a january release if you know what i mean like you know they dump these movies in january that kind of look shitty so i was like eh, you know but what i mean it fucking was getting you know made 200 million in the box office and i saw a lot of positive stuff on it online so i was like well let's give this a whirl and overall yeah i mean i enjoyed this one uh you know is it perfect definitely not i mean it definitely is filled with you know your jump scares and stuff like that albeit i mean i think the jump scares were fairly effective in this one i mean of course there's some cheap ones and i think if you watch the trailer that probably hurts the movie um because some of the better jump scares were definitely in the trailer um Which kind of is a bummer. I feel like if I didn't watch the trailer, I probably would have got even more. But it did get me a couple times. So that is a good thing. I thought the intro to this movie was fantastic. Um, I really loved it. I think the fact that this one actually had a story, uh, you know, albeit um, thin, you know, it kept me interested, you know, because a lot of these jump scares, it's pretty generic story wise, but I think this one was a little more interesting. Now, don't get me wrong. It definitely was a ring slash it follows ripoff in a lot of ways, but I think it was, you know, still interesting enough, held my attention and overall I dug this one.
0: So everything you described before, Joe, like this being kind of the formulaic January release that we see two, three of a year, and has relies too much on jump scares and everything. That's how I felt about this movie. I think uh, it, like, it's a okay movie. Like, I, I enjoyed watching it once, but I didn't love it, you know. And I think the problem is, like you said, first of all, all the best moments are in the trailer. Like, there are very few moments outside of the trailer that could point to and say, okay, that was pretty cool. Everything that I really loved about this movie was in the trailer. And another problem a lot of the stuff that I liked was in the first like half hour of the movie. So once we passed that half hour, there's really not much that I could that really excited me. There was nothing that I enjoyed about it. Uh, I thought they did way too many jump scares, and I thought a lot of them you could see coming a mile away. Like it was so obvious that they were going to do a jump scare. The best one by far is one we saw in the trailer it's the one when the sister comes to the car and her head like spins like kind of backwards and uh kind of shows herself in the car window i thought that was the best jump scare that this movie could have had but because i knew it was coming i've seen the trailer three four times it played in front of every fucking movie i've seen for the last year so i didn't have a choice to watch this trailer it's not like i sat down at home and watched it uh, and it, it just completely ruined it. And I thought the formula was so... I've seen it before. You know, I, like you said, it's a mix of The Ring and It Follows. It's also a mix of a lot of those movies. Like, just, I don't remember the title. It's kind of bothering me where a group of people, like, do some kind of curse in a barn. And all of a sudden, they start killing each, like, themselves uh, out of nowhere. Like Truth one, or Dare? I th- yeah, I think it is Truth or Dare. It's, it's like the same movie, you know? they I think they also even smile in that one to show that they're about to die so it's it's like i've seen it i've seen all this before and i was hoping that maybe at the end they would offer something that would make it unique out of the other ones but and to be fair no <laughs> the uh, the end was just bland to me so i think that's my review of the whole thing is i thought it was really bland
2: mm-hmm. so i i think where the movie definitely loses me a little bit because i was like really uh, you know on board with this movie Until the end, I feel like the message started getting jumbled. So we come to find out, of course, that essentially this thing gets passed on by trauma. Like you see something horrific happen and it's basically, you know, a PTSD thing that it just, you know, it it sticks with you and essentially you have to do something horrific to someone else uh, in order to pass it on or this thing is going to consume you, which I thought was great and I thought was like really interesting. But my problem with it was, you know, the end, because I feel like, you know, it's showing that, you know, okay, you can beat, you know, trauma, right? And you can move on with your life, but that doesn't happen here. So I, I feel like, okay, well, then that completely negates, you know, the nice message, I suppose, that we were supposed to get. And I feel like that, I feel like she should have survived and i feel like the studio interfered and was like well we need like a twisted ending or something like that um because i feel like you know the the message became jumbled and it, it lost me there
1: see i thought they went in a less predictable route because when i saw her her boyfriend who's a train from the boys i don't remember his actual name and then the cop i'm like all right she's gonna kill one of these dudes like that's gonna happen and then it doesn't like those guys both live right and then now the curse is passed on to the cop so i thought her not living was refreshing because this looked like it was gonna be like all right she's gonna live it's gonna be happy ending and we're done and you know what like i just ended up having a good time with this movie like yeah like i agree with you guys we've seen the the plot a bunch of times story beats a bunch of times i mean even some of the stuff from like Conjuring like where you see a figure in the back and it's like kind of dark and you can't see it, but you see the creepy face, it's really effective scene. I loved it, but have we seen it multiple times even in the past two years? Absolutely. So I think it did a lot of things that other films have already done well, and it mirrored it and it did it well itself. I mean, did it bother me that it was the same plot we've seen? Not really. I just had a good time with it. And I feel that the cop character, since we know if we just kill somebody, it skips you, right? Because you don't have to kill somebody in front of somebody. Someone, does, someone doesn't have to watch that murder, do they? They didn't really explain that though.
2: No, but someone they, has to see it.
1: Someone has to see the murder?
2: Someone has to see the murder. Yeah, another oh, person okay. has to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that was my thought process then. Because well, I thought and here, you can just kill somebody. Well, here's my other thought. Like, what if you just like kill yourself? Like, does that end everything? By yourself?
1: Like, in private? Yeah
2: yeah if she went into that cabin and she killed herself is that i mean because it can't pass on after that right so that just well, ends the curse So maybe. someone there just needs to, there just needs to be a martyr right i would think
1: well like well, like with the it follows we don't which is a big problem i had with it follows is like the rules aren't explained like in, it follows you can be like the creature you can see the creature if you put a fucking sheet over him or something stupid like that and you can shoot the creature in the head but then it can also come in so like the rules aren't explained enough for us to have these answers and the cops i think it was a cop or maybe it was a prisoner that she went to talk to that had cheated the system um said he had researched it happening in brazil so maybe it like just jumps like randomly like wherever the beast or whatever you want to call it wants to go it goes to so but i was thinking too like yeah do we need a martyr to just kill himself in private same thing with it follows like do you just live on a boat until you die because it's not like the fucking guys get to swim out to you or maybe it will i don't know but uh, not, not of- enough
0: info counterpoint can you kill yourself with this thing following you because one thing they use in this movie which just fucking drives me nuts because it's such a cliche in horror films where you think something is happening but it's just a dream or a vision and it happens a lot in this movie and i'm wondering if the smile character or the entity or whatever you call it will let you kill yourself or just make you think you're killing yourself and then you actually not killing yourself you know so who knows and that's one of the other problems of this film and another one that i have is a lot of the characters and story threads that come throughout this film don't really amount to anything. A-Train just disappears. We don't really see him for a while. A psychiatrist disappears. Doctor doesn't really do anything. The head doctor there, the one, the uh, Calpen, It just, it, they just kind of go. You know, they, they don't really have a purpose other than just being there to stop, try to stop the character and tell them that they're crazy, <laughs> which, you know, we don't need four characters to tell us that. It's just, I don't know. It, it just didn't do it for me. We don't use that word, Steve. Yeah,
2: Dude,
1: that's I, what they're I, using. <laughs> I think the doctor says you, that one, but we don't use that word. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you, I'll tell you what sold me on this movie as being good. And I think one of the best scenes of the entire year. Spoiler Ooh, alert. Entire sorry, year. End of the year episode. But that birthday party scene was fucking phenomenal. I loved every second of it. Seeing that you knew that dead cat was going to be in that in that uh, birthday present. And then just like, just the anxiety, like I felt watching it, where everyone's just kind of looking at her, like she's crazy. And then she falls through the fucking pane of glass. I, I that scene was just, escalates. I loved it,
0: yeah.
1: What <laughs> happened to the train though? I'm just kidding, i don't what,
0: what, what, <laughs> one one gripe about that scene, and it's very minor. Freaking Grinch tonight, Steve. Yeah, it's very minor, <laughs> but I don't know why this marked me and I really hated this did they really have to show you that it was mustache? Like they had to show the collar as if we fucking didn't know. Like how stupid do you think your audience is? We see a dead cat. We've only one cat established in this movie. Do you need to show a close up of the fucking collar to be like, Oh, it's mustache. Not just some fucking random cat. So I hate when (laughs) they do shit like that. Two,
1: Two points here. A train smartest man in horror this year. He just, he just bounced and he lived. Right. And then two, funniest scene for me unintentionally was when and i agree the trailer ruined that shot of the head just breaking and falling backwards but the funniest scene right after that when when it panned out and the fucking kid was watching her (laughs) freak out in the car and screaming and he's just like oh my god i thought that was so freaking funny like that kid's fucked he picked up the dead cat at his birthday party his aunt's like freaking out screaming in the car like he's gonna have a rough life now like Mm -hmm. poor little bastard which would have been a good twist if it happened in front of him and then we have to see what happens, like, the creature choose him now or, or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, eight, uh, back to the the husband character, the fiancé character, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, is he a dickhead? Like, I mean, he didn't ever seem to really show much support for her, like, uh, whatsoever. And then he did just kind of, like, bounce. And this is supposed to be, like, your fiancé? Like, I mean, I thought that was kind of fucked up.
1: I mean, for, from his perspective, like, she's doing not so saying things right killed the cat right
2: right and he did try to do the right thing by like calling the psychiatrist and stuff mm-hmm. like that um i don't I know And illegal. then like i there's... think it's
1: illegal too i don't think the psychiatrist can talk about her shit with him so
2: no no absolutely yeah. not well she told him though and then he called the psychiatrist like after she told him that she was seeing things when I mean, she had the conversation with him so yeah the psychiatrist and
1: give her all the no no no
2: no no and then uh, yeah and then we didn't even get into it like obviously the uh what we come to find out too is that her mother was also dealing with like mental issues and then she committed suicide too which like i thought was like interesting once again like i and like they had like a, a really good story going there with the the whole ptsd and mental illness and stuff and that it can be defeated and then yeah, I mean that ending still kind of like rubbed me the wrong way.
0: Yeah, that was an interesting story thread that I did like is that everybody who got this curse experienced something way in their past that were was similar to her. They all saw someone important in their life die. Uh, one of them says that uh, I forget I think it's the guy that she goes to the house there as a reporter says yeah, you know, he he lost his brother at a young age and that really messed him up. And the other guy is like, yeah, I saw my father pass away when I was, you know, it's like they all had some kind of trauma when they were kids that involved death as well. So it's not as random maybe as we think.
1: Except for the cop. We don't know enough about him.
0: Right. And that's another problem with the film is that it it kind of, it doesn't tell like a complete story in a way, you know? Uh, we don't really know much. It's really setting up a sequel, which is, yeah. you know.
2: I, I think they're a hundred percent. Yeah, I think they're a hundred percent setting this up to be a franchise, and obviously they are now. Mm. Now that it made two hundred million dollars, yeah, I think we're gonna get about four or five more smiles, and I'm sure so the story keeps keep will smiling, unravel three, whether you like it or probably. not. I, I I personally think one was probably enough, but I don't know. I mean, I think there's enough. That, see, I personally, Steve, I know you didn't like it, but I liked the the non-reality parts um, in this movie, which I usually don't like either. I don't like dream sequences and stuff like that in movies, and I feel like they're a cop-out, but I feel like it worked in this movie because this demon, or whatever the hell you want to call it, is playing games, and I liked not knowing what was real and what wasn't, and then when they take you to the reality, you're like, oh shit, and like that. So I, I kind of liked uh, th- that it kept me guessing.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's just they, they overused it. That's all I, I feel.
1: Fair. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, fair. Fair point. I, I'm more on Joe's Joe's side of things with this one. I I thought the movie just worked. You know, like I said, it repeated a lot of things, sure. But I would have liked more more rules being established. You know, but I think this one, and we can get into the comparing with it follows. I think this is a superior movie over that one. I always didn't like the kind of like pompous attitude as a long term, but what it follows had, and that one definitely didn't have any fucking rules because like they changed from scene to scene. It seemed like. Um. Yeah, I, you know, well, someone asked a question earlier that we were supposed to answer now. I forget what it was. It was,
0: uh, what do we think other than the marketing made this movie so popular?
1: Oh, I, it, it's just one, I think it's just one of those movies that just hits at the right time. You know, it was kind of a lull, Halloween sucked ass. And, and then this one came out and it had some really <laughs> good viral marketing and got people interested. And I think it just hit at the right spot.
2: I think it worked because it is, a quintessential horror movie for people who aren't horror fans like it just is the perfect word of mouth horror movie you're like oh my god like go and watch smile it's so scary because all the jump scares and stuff like that i mean obviously we're so used to it because we watch so many fucking horror movies but for the people who you know just casually go out and watch a horror movie i feel like this is like kind of perfect for that type of you know fun jump scare type is this pg 13 by the way too because it's i feel R. like this is perfect Okay, because I feel like this is perfect for like the teenage audience well, too. My my thirteen um, year old
1: gave it a five out of five, and she watched. Yeah, I'm sure she loved it. Yeah, yeah, she watched Barbarian with me, mm-hmm. which she gave a four. And I forget what other Scream she didn't like, so she's got a pretty good track record. But uh, yeah, she she was into it because like yeah. perfect point you just said, we watch this stuff all the damn time. So someone that like here and there, this is fucking perfect. It's got jump scares, it's got blood, it's got weird stuff.
0: So what do you guys feel about the final? Uh, like creature you know when the mom is the demon because uh, I heard both of you guys say at some point that you really like the creature design whereas I thought it looked kind of goofy it reminded me a little bit of Death Note I don't know if you know what that creature looks like kind of big eyes Mm. uh, like almost cartoony like anime (laughs) you know like a little too big the big mouth the big eyes the big I don't know it just it and it was a little like when he when she takes off like her face right and reveals like the g- 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 gross skeleton under it like it had still muscles and blood and stuff I thought it looked a little fake like CGI I, I don't know it just didn't do it for me at all I think it worked I mean granted I didn't think it was perfect I certainly didn't think it was
2: perfect uh, don't get me wrong because it did remind me a little bit of the the It design um with the creepy old lady there but I think it worked for this movie just because. It, it this creature thing can take you into pretty like fantastical scenarios and stuff like that. So I felt like she can kind of be whatever she wanted to be. And I thought you know it worked. And I thought I, I personally really liked when she ripped off her face and revealed the whole like skeletal thing. I thought that was really cool.
1: I agree, man. I think this is one of those Gretel and Hansel movies of this year, like where Mean Joe likes and the series doesn't. um I thought it was neat and, um, I didn't see any problems with it, man. I was, I was into this movie the whole time, honestly.
0: Like I, I get why she ripped off her skin, you know, because she was done with her mom's skin and was getting into Rose. Is that Dr. Rose? Dr. Rose's skin uh, no, because. Rose Con something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rose Conner. Let's just say Rose Conner, even though it's not, uh, you know, she's getting into her mouth. That was the last scene that we saw with that creature. So it's almost like it was passing itself from like the mom to to the Rose character who will probably be in the sequel as the demon because that's going to be the demon for the cop, you know, someone important to him. That's the, now oh, it's I didn't her. not even think about that. So yeah. that's why I, I felt that scene kind of represented. Um, but I, that doesn't, I still didn't like the design. It kind of reminded me of, was it Mama? Was that the mo- a movie that was really similar to this too, where a girl is like being kind of yeah. haunted by her ghost mom. And at ghost the end, that
1: like doesn't show up in light or something like that
0: yeah but you see it at the end and it had yeah yeah, kind of similar thing but had more like dark black hair and stuff like that it's just i don't know just didn't do it for me just didn't
1: didn't talk for you
2: yeah i was like we did need to really talk about the main character some of our main characters here either i mean uh dr rose i thought she was a great actress i thought she was fantastic really she was great she was great as our lead who's kevin bacon's daughter is that who she is Oh, yeah, really? something like that yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then also uh our other the cop uh kyle gallner who you guys might recognize who's he's been in like fucking like every horror movie i've ever seen pretty much but he, he <laughs> which he was in uh i mean he was so he was in the nightmare on elm street remake okay he was in jennifer's body he was in scream uh-huh. five he was in Ghosts of war which She's uh scream 5.
0: which we reviewed he was I don't remember what he was in Screen Five. I definitely remember in A Nightmare on Elm Street, he plays a stoner kind of main yeah. guy. Yeah, um, he's
1: a good he's a good actor. I think mm-hmm. he did he's he's serviceable. You know, actually, A Train was kind of
0: off. Yeah, maybe it's because he really... we he's typecast in our mind, <laughs> like yeah, just, being a yeah. dickhead. Super I've girl. never yeah. I've never seen him in any anything else other than A Train in this. So yeah. sometimes that's jarring for. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: He was also in the. I'm sorry. He uh, Gallner was also in the Cleansing RC, which I know you were a big fan of. Mm-hmm. He was like the main guy in that. no yeah, like so one remembers to.
1: what he was in Scream Five.
2: I uh, hold on. I'll pull him. I can pull him up.
1: I don't like because there's a bunch of kids.
2: He must have been like a really side character. Oh, okay, he was Vince Schneider. That's that nothing for me. <laughs> I oh, know, right?
1: Schneider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. Nah, he was serviceable. I think, I think, I mean, obviously she carried the movie. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah,
2: definitely. Um, but would you be down for him carrying the next movie? I kind of have to, right?
0: Well, not necessarily.
2: No,
1: you just leave it at that and he, start it somewhere he, fresh.
0: He, yeah, he could like be passing it on to someone new. For, you know, uh, just the same movie over again. Right. just, yeah, we're just going to see um, the same movie.
1: Who, who had the, the creepiest smile? Who's your creepiest smile award go to? Oh, he was the bad boy in it. In screen, a,
2: in screen five okay yeah. w- wait when like in the beginning of the movie i don't right? even know he just looks like <laughs> a bad boy on there because
0: he's smoking
1: a cigarette and he's like sitting on a car whoever does that's a bad yeah. boy.
0: yeah <laughs> uh, um, smile the first Creepy one smile me, the very main, first main uh girl. yeah yeah the very oh. first girl like the, in the intro you know like the the one who the patient the patient and i think they picked her specifically for that because if i understood correctly she's also in the short that this is based on oh.
1: oh so, she so
0: and cool. that's the only actor that moved on to the movie cool. in the same role so for her. yeah i think and it's also the iconic one right that's the one on the poster so
2: yeah yeah she was she was definitely the most memorable um also, justice for the poor dude who is just kind of minding his own business in his own hospital room and gets accosted like twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> justice for him. Justice for, yeah, homeboy, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I it, I think the uh, doctor, she had the most awkward smile because it started with her upper lip. And it like, kind of, uh,
0: that was pretty, pretty <laughs> creepy. Mm-hmm but yeah anything else yeah one of my favorite moments in the movie that has nothing to do with anything but i really enjoyed it was when um the first time the cop goes to the hospital to see if she's okay and she leaves and the nurse is like you know she's engaged right but i'm single (laughs) i love that line i'm like (laughs) hell yeah dude go for it get it yeah get that dong yeah. This song, i you know. I, I, just, I just love that hustle so shout out to her hey, she's uh, she's awesome
1: you miss every shot you don't take right yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gretzky, michael scott. <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> a lot of quotes for michael scott tonight always i don't know, final rating steve you're the lowest you started up
0: yeah like i said you know it's it's a, it's a passable movie i didn't hate myself for watching it or anything i i think it's decent I just don't think it was great and uh, definitely didn't deserve the hype that it got. But I see what you guys say. Like, I think this is more for a non-horror fan than it is for a horror fan, more for the casual audience than people watch horror films all the time. So I give it a 6 out of 10.
2: Yeah, I I don't know why it should be the type of horror movie I really dislike. But for me, just like, I don't know if it's just because it was well acted or there was some good stuff in here. But for me, mostly everything worked. Um, And I had a really just fun time shutting off my brain and just enjoying kind of like just a basic horror movie. Like, it just it just really worked for me. And I dug it overall. Is it going to make my top 10? No, it's not going to make my top 10, I don't think but I think it is definitely worth your time and definitely worth a watch. I give it a, a seven and a half out of 10.
1: All right, I'm right there with you. Seven and a half out of 10. I think it was just no frills, easy horror that had some uh, really good creepy moments, but nothing that's like it as fucking scar you. Like I could see like a conjuring tree scarring some like a young child, but this one, yeah. It was nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. It was just easy horror and well acted and I dug it. So seven and a half out of 10. Mm-hmm.
2: It went down nice and smooth.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's too bad. I thought the first half hour was great, and then it just went downhill from there. I just don't think it was that interesting after that. You just don't like smiling, Steve. I like smiling. I just, I don't know. (laughs) As he grimaces.
2: I think is that three weeks in a row we've had like different because uh last week it was Todd didn't like Pearl and I feel like the week before I didn't like
0: something it was Freddy oh my gosh um Freddy's dead the week before that so maybe two weeks ago we definitely we definitely agree with that oh yeah that one yeah 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 I don't remember what we did before that that's how
2: me either focus focus
0: too no, no. It was, we did something
2: before. Oh, oh the mo- well, the Monsters, I liked it, and you both hated it. So oh, I can't cool. believe you liked that movie. <laughs> if it's on
1: your top 10, I'm going to kill you.
2: Yeah, and I, by the way, I think we've all agreed our Hocus Pocus 2 ranks have gone down. Oh, a yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. Ever since
1: our Hocus Pocus event where we watched that yeah. movie, I'm like, yeah, Hocus Pocus 2 sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't say it sucked, but... It, I, it I'll i never watch good. it again. <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't need. I mean, why uh, would you?
0: I'll watch it. Uh, set up three. That's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up. We hope you enjoyed our review of Smile. Next week, Christmas comes to the Hard Squad podcast as we are going to review Santa's Sleigh, starring WCW wrestling slash WWE wrestler Bill Goldberg. Steve's really been clamoring us. Uh, to watch this one, and me and Todd are finally going to sit down. Non-stop, every week. (laughs) Gotta watch
1: Goldberg!
2: (laughs) (laughs) somebody?
0: (laughs) There's nothing like a fucking Jewish Santa. (laughs) It's like perfect.
2: So go and check out Santa's Slate. So uh, yeah, I think that's about it, guys. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the Horror Squad Podcast. Follow us on all of our social medias. The best way, though, of course, is our Discord. Just send us a private message on any of our social medias, and we will send you that discord link you can also do it the old-fashioned way and send us some snail mail the horror squad podcast at gmail.com if you would like to do the archaic way of emails and i guess that is about it we'll see you guys next week for santa Slay. all right see ya bye-bye He turns to me
0: and he says, Why so serious? He comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth.
2: Let's put a smile on that face.